We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's more than just sports talk. This is The Morning Shift. I'm in. Me too. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Well, yeah, they're they're actually talented. You don't I have to hate on other bands to like Foo Fighters. To, exactly. You I didn't to, say you did, but this is a you know this is a talented group of musicians. You have to kick Nickelback while they're down. Well, right? I mean, Nickelback. Nick, you know what? Ugh. I right. just can't believe you. You act like you come in here and act like you're all this classy stuff, and then Me? you want to talk about Nickelback. Who, have you seen what I look like today? <laughs> I mean, I haven't I gotten a classy about, vibe from her. Today. I didn't want to say you look like trash. But I, I look mean, like trash. Today. I mean, you know, you kind of, you know, yeah. I guess you look like you're a Nickelback fan. Nothing today. like really matches. Uh, it there's a lot going on. So oh, I, didn't that, know, I didn't know we were supposed to match. But, but I, no, but, but you really I mean, judging you got, me. Like, I'm matching. I have a lot I'm wearing all black I'm everything. Wearing high socks and like yeah, same. snow boots. <laughs> I'm just yeah. glad you're wearing socks today. That's the first step. I mean, I shouldn't okay. own right. I shouldn't own right then when you said you don't wear socks that you're a Nickelback fan. You don't have to wear socks with these UGG boots. It's the shearling line. We're not going to do this opinion. again. And you now guys, I, I'm wearing socks today, but they are also a natural fiber sock. I'm not doing this this morning. You know, most Nickelback fans, uh, they, <laughs> they have trees in their front yard that an engine's uh, hanging from. So, you know, like, that's like the whole thing. Paulding County, you hang. I've, I've My brother-in-law is not a Nickelback fan, okay? <laughs> yeah. I don't dare <laughs> He's talk got about the those engine. people like that. What? There are people like, what? That's so, so there's a, when you get in certain places in the country, instead of having an engine lift, they literally will put a big chain around a, 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 a an oak tree, an oak yeah, tree, yeah. and it'll and the engine will just be hanging there, so then they can just drop lift it out of the in. car, so they can work on it like that. <laughs> that. That happens, yeah. That's a real thing. I kid you not. Day Day's like, yeah, nodding his head. All right, Day Day, you've um, seen one, haven't you? Yeah. So, so you know, most of them have. And those engines, those, those engines never get fixed. By no, the way. that's they how don't you. That's there. how you wind up with the cars in the backyard that are under a tarp. That's how you. That's how that well, happens you because know, somebody's lifted that engine. engine. How do you even get it back in? The tr- no, but to the tree. Well, you got a general. chain, and it's got like a little crank hoist thing on it, and yeah. it lifts the engine out. So you just got to park the car under the chain and hook it up and lift it out of there. Yeah, and all, all right. of those people have Nickelback posters in their rooms. Hey, stop. Don't you do that? <laughs> that's not true. There's no crossover there. All right, this hour oh, brought to is. you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to markspain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start. Packing. It is time now for the wake-up call. You just heard Mike's Top 5 Tuesday listing the top performances over the weekend. And he didn't have uh, Puka Nakua on that list, but, you know, that's okay. Um, he had a lot of quarterbacks, yeah. a running back. Yeah, it is Maybe okay. Maybe you want to weigh in on that. You can call us up. Did I already say this number? My brain's shorting out. Did I say 404 Probably. You can say it again. Oh, 929. Call us. All right. Let's go to the lines. Good morning, Chief. What's going on, Chief? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was actually a good impersonation of you, Chief. What up, Chief? No, no, no. That, that, that's not fair. It's not fair. But good morning, All American, and good morning, Tiffany Blackman, aka Sticky Fingers. Uh-oh. Um, Sticky Fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I missed. 
Hey. Oh, stealing. Hey. <laughs> Not hey. a criminal, no. Hey, the criminal. Well, and, and Tribal Chief, good morning. Guys, Um, first of all, All-American, that was a good list. I don't, I don't really get along with your list too much, but that was, that was a pretty good list, actually. Hey, the uh, transfer um, portal's open if you want to join the mafia. No big deal. Never happened. Never happened. But, <laughs> that's right. You tell him, Chief. That's a, that's dirty what he's trying to do. There you go. Never happened. But my wake-up call is for the, the um, TNT announcers yesterday. I don't know if you guys watched the game. Now, as Trey's going off in that first half, the only thing I kept hearing every time Trey have an assist or he get a basket was, oh, he's second, though. He's second. Oh, he's second in assists. Oh, he's second in this. I'm thinking to myself, wow, just get a man credit for what he's doing. It's everything. He was second. He was second. He was second. I'm like, it's incredible the way national media picks up on Trey. You know, I know the Hawks are not having a good season, but come on, man. Every 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 basket or every assist was he's second. He's second. Yeah, Chief, that's a that's a good call. I, I what's what's funny about it is, and I tweeted this yesterday. I I would not be shocked if they moved on from Trey, but I think that if they do, that he's going to go somewhere else to win a ring. Like I fully believe that. Like he, I don't sleep on Trey, and I don't say that they need to keep the options open as far as trading him because it's a knock on Trey. I think it's a knock on the situation they have here. I think a lot of people took it on social says, Oh, you can't talk about Trey like that. He's going to retire as a hawk. No, I not. think at a certain point, Trey's going to want out. Well, that this is a tough one for me because a lot of the way the franchise, you know, Trey didn't get along with Nate. Trey didn't get along with Lloyd Paris. So now you, uh, you know, I don't know what the relationship was with Travis Schlink, but is Trey going to go somewhere and win a ring as the one? Not, and what I mean by that is not the position as the superstar, but as the guy because he's the guy here, and when you're the guy, you have to. You know, it comes with some responsibility along with that. A lot of times that means being, you know, being a locker room presence, a leader. Uh, normally, you look at the best player on the team, and they're, uh, and most times they're a, a guy that others look for for leadership in a lot of ways. So, in a sport where one guy can change everything, and we've seen that in the NBA, look at the difference John Morant has when he's there and when he's not. I just wonder why it doesn't look that way here. And so, it's a fair question. It. Jalen John, you know, if if you told me what would be the easiest way, I did, I would say a soft reset with keeping Trey and Jalen. But I also think you could keep DJ and Jalen and be in a similar situation in a soft reset, which would be a cheaper way to do it. So I just don't know if there's one answer. There's just something that's not clicking on this team from top to bottom, and I mean front office, ownership front office, to, you know, uh, the roster and the, you know, coaches and, and equipment guys and everything. So I, I just wonder where that, where, where, it, where we are going wrong. And I don't think a lot of it can, all of it can be blamed on Trey, considering the guy's going out every night and just giving you thirty and ten this year. He's he's, he's been historic this year. There's no doubt about that. All right. Good morning, Tevin in Peachtree City. What's going on? Good morning, Tiffany. Good morning, Bo. Mike Mafia, we're up. I got to say, I agree with Mike's list. Like, there's so many good performance standouts. But I'll just go with the Matthew Stafford situation. Growing up as a Lions fan, we didn't see much success. So Saturday was kind of like a, uh, um, a high-low moment. 
Like, I didn't want to do Stafford, but at the same time, he was the enemy against Detroit. So, like I said, when we play the Rams later this season, there's going to be a video tribute package for him. It's going to be good. But Saturday, it was just Detroit versus everybody. Enjoy the show, guys. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. I just I just still don't know how I feel about it, man. It just it seemed – that's a guy who loved Detroit. Detroit loved him back. Obviously, his family embraced the city. There's been a number of, uh, of things talked about, about what he – you know, charitably, what he's done for that town. The, it just – I don't know. It just seemed like they could have just done without it. It could have just been. It could have yeah. been meh. Uh, it, it it just didn't seem like a good look. I was honestly shocked when I was watching it. I was going, "Are they are they booing him? Are they?" Like I thought he would get a little it bit of an ovation. Hard. It was more like a boo. You know, like I thought it would just kind of be a, a little bit of, of a raucous crowd. But I, I I don't know what I was looking for. Obviously, that is a. I don't even the hungry fan base doesn't even cover. That is a starving. Fan base and uh and they had the uh you know the former superstars there in attendance, but dude, do you think I just wasn't expecting that? Do you think our fans would have booed Matt Ryan if we'd have played him? Let's <sighs> say Matt Ryan would have been on the Colts this year when 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 they came to town. Um, no, I don't think so. I don't either, and I I don't think, but I I would say this just in their defense, it is a playoff game, so it's not like a regular season. Uh, it, it they're they're when's the last time they won a playoff game? Well, let me tell you something. If, Fred, if Freddie Freeman ever comes to the city in a playoff game, they'll oh, probably boy. give him a standing ovation again. <laughs> oh, By the way, that could happen. Uh, obviously, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. It's um, it, it was it was a weird deal for me. I, I don't know how I felt about it. Uh, the fact that it carried on, his wife obviously upset about some things, but it just I just I was shocked more than anything. Like that was my biggest reaction. I was like, wow. Like I did not see that one coming. It seemed like everybody he talked to was he he had endeared himself to that crowd. So. No, I. Eh, it's a playoff game, but I still don't think they should have gone as hard as they did uh, in the paint on the, I agree. On the booing. Yeah, that was rough. So let's go back to the Lions. We got Chris in College Park waiting on us. Good morning, Chris. Hey, hey what's going on, everybody? What's up, Chris? What's going on? Doing good. Hey, fearless leader. I just want to start right quick. Uh, all this Mike's Mafia and and whoever Leadfoot Blackman's um, you nobody. know the people are. <laughs> You just remember, this was a house that Squid Billy built, okay? That's right. Just remember that. This is Squid Nation. Jesus. And I move on. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I know. Hang in there, right. Leadfoot Blackman. Squid, uh, yeah. That's Chris bringing, so, Chris bringing genius to the to the program. Well, you know, it, it's what I do. It's what I do, Squid. Um, to the coaching hire, uh, it, it's been a hard week for me in a few days, man. Uh, the way this season ended for the Falcons. Uh, you know, D. Reed, the Cincinnati kid, crashed and burned on me. And then Arthur at the end of the year, man, how we just, you know, didn't play well for him. As for me on the coaching tip, and I know people have been talking about it all week, I'm for Belichick, man. I'm for doing something different. I'm for bringing in a, a coach that's been there. I don't want a new hire. A guy, well, I say a new hire. I don't want a guy who's not been a head coach before. Uh, and, and dang it to heck. You know, uh, what's his name for the uh, Packers back in the day? Lombardi. He went to another team. You know what I mean? Belichick, go to another team. Let it be the Falcons. Get a veteran quarterback. Band-aid it up. And let's see if we can't, you know, with the defense and the skill players we got, do something with him. Hashtag Squid Nation. Hashtag Squid Squad. Yeah. That's right. What, uh, what team did Vince Lombardi go to, Bo? What, when he left the Packers? Yeah, when he left the Packers. That's my point. That's exactly oh, Washington. The look on your look on your face is exactly my point. Like, it was Washington. Look on your, you don't remember the next team. I'm almost right? positive. That's Dylan, my, look that's it my up. point I'm in the whole. Thing. It was Washington. That's my point in the whole. Thing. I, I, you don't I, remember the next team. I also think your look. The game was a lot different. 
I mean, there wasn't even slightly, there yeah. wasn't even free agency back then. Yeah. So let's let's be careful with with some of that. But everybody's it's 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 all going to be about the plan that they think is the is the is the best. It's going to be a big part, and maybe Belichick had a good plan. I don't know. I don't know. All right. But we're on to on to Chris Lowe. That's what we're That's right. on to. Uh, the ESPN writer who broke the Nick Saban retiring news. He's all over all things Alabama. He is going to join us after this break. Stay with us. That's next on the morning shift on Sports Radio 929 The Game. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What are the haps? Start the day the right way with the morning shift. With Tiffany, Mike, and Bo. All right. All right. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We are back here on the morning shift, and we are going straight to the WadeFord.com hotline. That is where we find ESPN senior writer Chris Lowe joining us here on the show. Of course, Chris Lowe broke the Nick Saban news that he is retiring, and we are so thrilled to have you on with us this morning, Chris. It's good to be with you. Thanks for having me. So I got to ask you then, I mean, this news, it kind of came as a surprise to everybody. And what was your reaction to this when when you found out or, or even how you found out? Well, Mike Johnson actually called me. <laughs> hey. his, uh, his old coach was retiring, but uh, <laughs> you know, the scoop. <laughs> it, yeah, well, listen, why not? Mike was one of the foundation, one of the pillars of, uh, of the process back in the day. But I, uh, I was. It was a little bit surreal that it was actually happening. You know, that, there, that this guy, such an institution, was actually walking away. But I wasn't a thousand percent surprised because I knew he was seriously considering it. I think he and his wife, Terry, had gone through a similar process the year before to talk about this sort of where they were in their lives and making his career. And, and I knew once they lost and when they did lose out in L.A. that he was going to take those next three, four days and talk to some people, you know, very close to him and sort of decide if it was the right thing. I think once he got back to Bama that Monday, uh, he, he pretty much knew that's what he was going to do. He wanted to still sort it out in his head. So when he, you know, I talked to him the morning after he retired, and then Reese Davis, Reese talked to him later that afternoon. And I know he was, you know, when you make a decision like that, any of us, um, you have natural what, butterflies, your, your nerves are sort of, hey, is this the right thing to do? Am I really going to go through with this? And I think that's sort of what Nick was fighting. Those last couple hours, he talked to people and then eventually went in to tell his team, you know, that um, he was walking away. Because I, and more than anything, what he told me that just kept going through his mind there in those final few hours was all the people that his decision to retire would impact, you know, all the people that work for him, and not just his coaches, but all the, you know, m- many people on his staff and people he'd been around. And uh, a big part of his success there at Alabama for, for years. Chris, uh, one of the things that's been announced is he's going to keep an office at Alabama and be around the program. 
Uh, kind of a two-parter first, because he get to keep his office with the uh, with the with the button that closes the door. Will he move down the road <laughs> to a different office? And how will that relationship between him and DeBoer uh, work? How how will they coexist? Yeah, he's not going to stay in the football complex. That was he didn't want to do that. He, he's going to have an office there at Bryant Denny, the stadium, which is you know as Mike knows, it's a decent. What is that, Mike? A half mile away from the yeah, about that, complex, about a half mile, yeah, something like that. So he's not going to be walking around the hallways and poking his head in meetings. That's that's not that's not Nick's style. He wants to be there. He wants to have a presence, you know, and be a resource for the whole university and and Kalen DeBoer and anybody that needs him, you know, as they bounce ideas off of him. And what a great resource to have. But no, he he is not. I know people have asked me that. You know, what's that's, what's it going to be like, Kalen DeBoer having Nick Saban sort of hovering? Well, he's not going to hover, and nor does he want to hover. That's that's not why. And I think a lot of his role is still yet to be determined. And I think he'll probably he'll be asked to wear a couple different hats, you know, as, as whatever his title is going to be. But I think it's a good thing. I, I, put it this way: if I'm Kalen DeBoer, I want to have Nick Saban still there in Tuscaloosa to be able to soak up everything I can from him about the program, about people that are going to be playing, about how to go about handling certain issues. Because remember, you know, the board doesn't know the way of land. He hasn't been around Alabama. And he's got the greatest to ever do it. It's going to be right there, as, as I said, the, the ultimate resource. Visiting with uh, Chris Lowe, ESPN college football writer. Chris, I, one of the things about Nick Saban's tenure at Alabama lasting so long is the last time there was a coaching search, which lasted, I don't remember, about five weeks. Obviously, I was, I was uh, about to be a sophomore in the program. You didn't really have that big of a presence of social media, of Twitter, of all the above. I'll be honest, this this search lasted less than 48 hours, and it felt like a roller coaster ride. And there was a number of different names being thrown out there. Dan Lanning was one of the ones that was hot at first. What do you make of this, and do you have any insight to any of these guys actually being formally offered the job? Or was this a a Jimmy Sexton kicking the tires and getting his guys all raises uh, on his way to to eventually getting the guy they wanted all along in Kalen DeBoer? You know, the first thing I would say is that no, nobody, no AD or, or school ever gets turned down. We all know that, right? Everybody gets their first choice. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> and I'm right. being facetious, clearly. But in this in this instance, I'll say this: Greg Burns, a, a really savvy, good administrator, family AD, he he was not caught off guard by this. He had he had time, and he had a working list um, that he you know guys that he absolutely wanted to. You say kick the tires or what have you. And I know for a fact that, that Kevin DeBoer was always right there at or near the top of that list. Greg has liked and, and admired Kevin for a while, excuse me, for a while now. So as far as the pecking order, you mentioned Jimmy Sexton. Jimmy, you know, the top agent, one of the top agents, if not the top agent in all sports, had all those guys. You know, he had he has Nick Saban. He has um, – Kevin DeBoer, he has Mike Norvell, he has Steve Sarkeesian, and he has Dan Lanning. Uh, so there wasn't like, so it wasn't like, all right, Greg Byrne has to reach out to all these guys. He had Jimmy right there in Tuscaloosa. Jimmy was on campus for much of that time to talk to and say, all right, who's realistic, who's not? And think about what happened that one day. Sarkeesian gets a new deal, it's going to take him over $10 million. Norvell gets a new deal, it's going to take him over $2 million. 
And Jalen DeVoe goes from being a coach at Washington to Alabama with a deal I'm sure it will be right to the $10 million range. So I think that's how it works. I know they talked to Norvell. I know Norvell was, was certainly a serious candidate. I think at the end of the day, those are the two guys, DeBoer and Norvell, and I won't say in what order, but clearly those are two guys that I had uh, significant major interest in. And I know Greg went pretty early out west uh, to try to sort of nail it down and talk to DeBoer, and ultimately that was the guy. You know, I'll repeat this, and I know how there'll be, there'll be stuff that will come out after the fact. And Again, I, I've done this long enough to know that Nobody ever, no AD ever gets turned down. Okay, well, a lot of what you do is you offer, hey, here's an offer sheet. Here's what we could pay you. You know, X this year, B this year. We give you this much money for your staff. Would you be willing to take the job? And and again, the, the two guys that that this thing ultimately are focused in on were were DeBoer and Norvell. And I know that Greg DeBoer or Greg Byrne is really really pumped that he was able to get DeBoer. I think that was a guy from going back to probably last year. Because he you know, I think Nick had told him that he was pretty close to near the finish line. And so as any good A D would do, Vernon had been doing his homework. ESPN college football insider Chris Lowe joining us here on the morning ship. Chris, they've hired their D C and Kane Walmack, but Traveris Robinson was a guy that they tried to keep late uh, after it was kind of announced he's going to Georgia. How did that all play out, and what does it mean for Caleb Downs and where he might transfer, or if he stays? Yeah, no, I think that's a priority now is to keep Downs. He, he's, I think he's the best football player on the roster, <laughs> and a lot of people would join me in, t- in saying that. So, our Tom Van Heeren, who covers recruiting and the portal really well, talked to Downs' dad last night, and this was before you know Kane had been announced as, as DC, and he just said he wanted to sort of see who the D.C. was going to be, uh, maybe have a chance to talk to him and, and think about it before he made any decisions either way, stay or leave or hit the portal. Um, no, that's that's a priority. I know it's a priority for Kane, and I guarantee it's a priority for Kevin DeBoer is, is keeping your best players. And, and you've seen a bunch of guys leave, which happens now in transition. But it's important, I think, also that you, know, you see guys like, you know, Staples on that team, like Tyler Booker, uh, Deontay Lawson, uh, David Milrow, uh, saying, hey, Kate Proctor, younger guys that are going to come back and be a big part of that defense. I think we haven't seen, as far as I know, we haven't seen Malachi Moore come out and say he's going to leave. Um, and now, now I think the, the final piece to that is making sure Dow doesn't leave. And, you know, ultimately in this, in this era of football, you know, somebody jumps up and offers him a ton of money. You know, we saw Isaiah Bond go to Texas. You know, he, so he goes from, as I said the other day, Isaiah goes from 4th and 31 to the 40 acres. Uh, it's just sort of different. And I just keep our eye on what, uh, what Caleb does. But he is absolutely 100% a, a huge priority for that entire staff to, to keep him there. Chris, I want to thank you for coming on with us. I know the only reason you did it is because of the All-American and oh the national God. champion that Jesus we have here. Christ. You know, Chris, yeah, I just I want to apologize for all the bad answers I probably gave you 15, 16 years ago <laughs> when we were when we were sitting in that complex. Man. Yeah, what was that like, Chris, dealing with a young Mike Johnson? Because yeah, I got the probably, older the older head here now. I probably met Chris when I was twenty, probably Chris, maybe maybe younger than that. 
Mike, listen, Mike Johnson was, was um, one, and I mean this sincerely, Mike knows this, he was one of my favorite interviews. That, that whole offensive line was great <laughs> back in those days. You had Vallejos, you had Mike yeah. Johnson, yeah. you Barrett had Barrett. Jones, yeah. um, there were a ton of good guys. Antoine Caldwell, early, early on. I'm going way back now. Yeah. And the best part of it is the guy who coached him, Gil Pendry, who I had a chance to talk to the other night and, and really has continued to be one of Nick Saban's closest confidants was, was there. And, and Joe and I go back to 95 when he was the, the offensive coordinator on the Carolina Panthers, their first staff. So that was a lot of fun, man. And, and I, again, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to, to, to set Mike up here, but those players and those guys on those early teams, you know, and getting to know Saban, you know, as I have over the years was a big reason they were able to, Build what they built because it had not been Mike. What were you? Were you two years before uh, Saban got there? Yeah, one I had year two, two years with Shula. Yep, that's right. So you're probably as good a person as any to talk about where you were, what Nick did, how he did it, and sort of where you got to because you sort of saw that whole transition. But no, that was uh, hard to believe it's been that long ago. But no, that was great. I I loved. Uh, I love covering those teams, even though I had to put up, put up with McElroy. <laughs> he told what a blessing it was. About him, so what a blessing Chris, it was. Chris, we, we thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate all the insight. You bet. It was a, it was a pleasure, guys. Have a great day. Thanks, you man. too. That was ESPN senior writer Chris Lowe. You can follow him at ESPN on X. Great insight there. Yeah, really so. good. All right, this hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to markspain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. We'll be right back here on the morning shift with a life of squid. That's just ahead here. Stay with us again. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Yes, it is a lovely morning, isn't it? Now, more of The Morning Shift. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We are back here on The Morning Shift. I have a question mm, for you guys. Mm, mm, I was mm. looking at Instagram, and there's a page called I Am 30 AF. You know what the AF means. And right. so I was talking about people in their 30s. And so it says... This woman named Kayla Chow show is tweeted and they put the image up on Instagram. You're being sold as an action figure. What two accessories do you come with? Mm. And because the site is I am 30 AF, uh, the caption says Tums and a phone charger. (laughs) But there's a whole bunch of comments. So if I had to ask you guys, Uh, what (laughs) what two accessories would you come with? Man, I don't know. Uh, Probably right now where I'm at my life, like a diaper bag and like a, (laughs) I don't even know, a grill or maybe just a pizza box, something food related. Yeah. 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 I would have a grill. I was going to say, well, I I don't, I don't Spatula. I would say like some grilling tongs and maybe a nine iron. Oh, maybe a case of beer for me. That would make sense. Yeah, beer. Okay. Yeah. Well, Case of beer and a diaper well, bag, boy. That's that screams my see, life right the now. The tums would be on par for me to have that, um, yeah. but I'm making life changes, so not so much. So, yeah. coffee. I was oh, I was gonna say coffee for coffee sure. Coffee and ooh, I don't but, know what the other. But see, would Roman not count as like your accessory? Is that mm, item sold separately? Mm. An accessory. Mm. 
Oh, yeah. That's I a good point. Living, he's got his own action he's figure. A living creature. <laughs> That's true. He's got his own action <laughs> but figure. See, You're right. But see, you got to have, I would, I'd be, there wouldn't be just one version of my oh. my action figure. I would have <laughs> Grilling Squid and NASCAR Squid and, you know, Falcons Radio Squid mm. and. Mm. What's um, the accessories for Falcons? You got a call. You got a call sheet in one hand with the, and, uh, the and, spotters and binoculars, binoculars in the other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then grilling squids got like yeah. you know uh, my you know one of my one of my twenty grills that I have and 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 tongs and and stuff. And then you got you know um, uh, uh, domesticated squid, which would have right. like sprinkles and a leash and you know that kind of stuff. I yeah. have my coffee and a you sleep call that mask. Domesticated I sleep it. with the sleep mask on. That's those are my two. Uh, what does that mean? So hey, Amy made me put these things under my eyes. These 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 these. these is this part of domesticated squid? Yeah, these okay, these so. um, they're like it's like an eye mask. Yeah, but they're but they're but they go between each eye and they're very fully coolie. Yes. And um, I was complaining because I, I'm looking in the mirror and I'm starting to see a lot of wrinkles around the eyes. And she goes, "You need to wear those. You need, yeah. you need to buy some and wear them." Men don't moisturize. Every, you guys just you're, don't. You're, you're, Man, you wear a lot of hats. I'll just say that. You wear a lot of hats, dude. What do you mean? Sometimes I talk to you and I'm like, it's a dude's dude. It's out there grilling, playing golf, doing his thing. And then other times you, you gotta be multi other times you're drinking, you know, right? cran vodkas at dinner and wearing an eye mask. And I'm just like, what what and, and, and walking sprinkles. I'm like, dude, what is I'm, going on with this guy? I am a I, you know, you can say what you want about me, but I am I'm diverse. There, there is no doubt about that. Like, there's range. I, I feel like you could, you, you would call me later and be like, "Hey, I just traded my truck in for a minivan." And I would not be shocked. I'd be like, "That's just how you are." Kyle. Well, I'm not afraid to do what I got to do. I don't, I don't get caught up in the, oh no, what is so and so going to think of me that my my wife bought a pink leash for my seven pound dog that some kids in the neighborhood thinks a cat and I'm walking my cat. I don't care. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll walk that proud. You want to bow up? I'll bow up. I might get my, my ass kicked. I might, I might get my. Kicked in, but live to fight another day, Dylan. You just remember, this was a house that Squid Billy built. It's time for a look back. Into the mind of Squid Billy. Hey, he might even talk sports. This is the life of Squid on The Morning Shift. Brought to you by Baron Burton's Breakfast Sauce. So good, you'll want breakfast all day. Go to thebreakfastsauce.com or find a retailer near you. And by the Georgia Hemp Company. That's right. All the sponsors come to Squid Nation. It's the morning shift. Or maybe they're just brought to Is you. the shift <laughs> that Squid Billy built. All right? <laughs> you listen to Chris from College Park. You just remember, this was a house that Squid Billy built. It's just not true. It's so not, I have something that I am so proud of. I mean, oh my gosh. so proud. Can't wait to hear it. That, and, and I have a group of... of, of, of uh, that Don't my, do this right now. Mike's group. Hey, Don't do they this they right were now. nice enough to bring me in and allow me to become their Tuesday night racing league. And it was this little Xbox. Did you hear how he said then. that? Did you hear how he, he said it? He went there. Yeah, Don't make fun of me when I do that, uh, that voice and, when I talk about NASCAR. And since I have been a part of the group, we have now joined iRacing, and we're big time. And I can say that I was the first of the group to win on an oval, a asphalt oval track. Oval track. Yeah, I was racing Saturday. It's this true. isn't real life, though, right? This is this is a, true. A simul- simulation. Well, no, he didn't go actually race at Atlanta Speedway. I, I, know, it's, uh... I, I was I was running my street stock, the old Skull Bandit street stock, at Charlotte Motor <sighs> Speedway. And I start out, because I don't qualify, because I don't want to get caught up in wrecks. I start out in the back, Mike. And then 
And everybody in front of you ran. I make a pass. <laughs> so that's the only reason why. <laughs> no, I, I did pass. No. I did pass two guys. You passed two guys. Tell the truth. So I, I got up. I got up tonight. I told Mike, I'm just riding around. And I'm like, man. And I hear they're wrecking on the front stretch. And I go through, and I think it was only two cars. I thought. I only saw two cars I had to dodge. And then it says, get a little spotter goes, good job. You're running fourth. And I go, oh. Oh, I might have a chance for a top three, a podium. And so I can see the second and third place cars in front of me. And they're they're racing hard. And they go about that for like maybe seven, eight laps. And all of a sudden, they're they're wrecking ahead of you in turn three. And I I weave through the the, the damage, and they wrecked each other. I'm in second place. And I'm just like, man, you're going to get a top two finish. Just just hang on. Greatest day of my life. My incident report's at zero. And then all of a sudden, uh, I, I see they're wrecking in turn two. And I, I come around, and I see this car kind of just trickling down to the bottom, to the apron. And I said, huh. To the apron? Yeah, that's what and, and then as I get to turn three, he goes, great job. You're in first place, but there's four laps to go. Mm. Man, I am just terrified. White knuckles on the wheel at that Tell point. Tell you what, I'm, I'm just holding on, and I'm. Uh, my eyes, I mean, holy crap. <laughs> like, I don't think I blinked. I don't think I blinked for, like, four laps. And I'm just I'm just taking them, and I'm like, okay, I got this, I got this. And then I see guys cussing out each other. Man, you're a freaking lapper, and you wrecked me. I was going to win the race. Tiff, do you know why he had to listen to his spotter saying there was wrecks in turn three and on the backstretch? No. Because he couldn't see him. He was so far behind. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he had. That's why they had to say it's wrecking in third three. He was like, "Really? I can't see from back here." But so, oh, there they are. So I, I, I'm going to tell you something. We made it. We got victory lane, baby. I'm the first one to bring home a race win. And I just want to yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. I just want to tell you one thing that I couldn't have got it done without the uh, the W sauce, Georgia oh, Hemp, AT and T, Omaha Steaks, Skull Bandit, Oldsmobile, Street Stock. It's a thing of beauty. So I want to thank all my sponsors. My this team is members. a squid shift. Mm. Tiffany, I couldn't just... have done it without your, your 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 bashing of it, which motivated me. Mike, I appreciate you uh, allowing me in. Uh, don't for, I didn't forget about you, Domer. Put you and Doug. I'm, I'm leaving. You guys pushed me to be a better driver, <laughs> I'm like, I, and Tiff, I'm just so thankful for all of you guys' support and to all the members of Squid Nation. Mike Conti, everyone, Dylan, you and Day Day were a part of this as well. I was a nobody before I joined the nation. <laughs> we, uh, Tiff, if, if, Tiff, if we get locked in, you're going to have to eat him because I'm leaving. I'm, I might. You know I mean? <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to eat him. But so I just want to thank everybody for the support. Uh, we are now a victory victory win, and we have one, one, one victory. All one right. more than some of y'all. What does he always say? Shut his mic Cut off, this Dylan. guy off. When we come back here, we'll find out what's going on in this steakhouse, not this imaginary world that Bo lives in. That's next on the morning shift on Sports Radio 99 The Game. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.